episode of the Backbuilders podcast. Episode 50, apparently. I didn't even know we were at episode 50. Um, I just want to thank our newest Patreon supporters from the last couple of days. There's about four of you, I believe. So I appreciate you guys getting on board with that. Just remember, Google search for us, and it'll pop right up. Uh, you guys get content every single day about relationships, about life, masculinity. Some uh, you guys also got a preview to my audiobook um, and some cool stuff on there. But uh, yeah, I appreciate you guys joining. So you guys know that I'm on a little dopamine detox right now. I'm on a little uh, social media break, and so you guys who normally get this from my Instagram aren't going to actually see this for obvious reasons. I just needed to get off to focus on things that are more important around me immediately, right? I uh, always recommend that you guys go on a little dopamine detox at least once a month or so, maybe once every couple months where... If you want to learn more about that, just go back to my previous episode on the dopamine detox. But I just uh, realized that I was, my brain was becoming, my mind was becoming too attached to my Instagram, right? And don't get me wrong. I love Instagram. I feel like I have a pretty healthy relationship with it because I do things like dopamine detoxes where I detach myself from it for about usually more than 72 hours. So I like to do a week. Um, there's been times where I've done a week and then I really liked how I was feeling and I felt undistracted. So I would go like two to three weeks, you know, and then when I was at the drill sergeant academy, you guys know that I wasn't on Instagram for like five weeks, you know, so I feel like I have a pretty healthy relationship with it, which is why I'm able to like, it's all about longevity for me. It's all about the long game. And I cannot maintain the long game of social media if I'm constantly just obsessed with it and uh, paying attention to it very, very closely. But Nonetheless, I'll be back probably Sunday, Monday, maybe even Saturday, depending on how I'm, I'm thinking more Saturday, but uh, we'll see. Uh, I got a message from one of my Patreon um, followers. Uh, basically, it can be deduced down to how do I find myself? The, the question was way longer than that. It was actually him encountering some troubles, trials, tribulations, you know, the three T stuff like that. But I have to deduce it down to Forrest, how do I find myself? And I, I, guys, I am no expert on this, right? I am not so set in stone with my own personality or myself that I'm never going to change again. This is the, uh, this is the, the paradox about finding yourself is that once you find yourself, <laughs> it eludes you, you change so often. If you're developing properly as a human, as a man, you, you will look back on your previous self and you will realize that you're an idiot a year ago. My dad and I talk about this all the time, how we look back on our previous selves and we're just like, oh God, I, I can't believe I wrote that. I can't believe I said that or thought that. So right when you begin to find yourself, uh, you will lose yourself again, which is fine. You know, once you accept that fact, you will, um, there's some comfort in that. However, you do find yourself, there's a baseline, you, you know what you like and you don't you know what you don't like and you kind of align yourself more with certain values and virtues, which I'll talk about in this episode. Um, so I guess, I don't know, maybe we could start with, uh, how do we start this? How do you find yourself? So I guess one of the best possible things, I don't even know if I like the term finding yourself, to be honest. That sounds too hippie to me. I don't like that. <laughs> I'm totally rethinking this episode now. <laughs> I was just, uh, I would have this totally with the idea of how to find yourself. I don't like that. I don't, do you guys like that? It sounds like hippie talk to me. It sounds like love everyone or like, or, or like, I don't know, find yourself. What is finding yourself? Like, what does that even mean? What does that even entail? What are you finding? What is the self? God damn, this is going to be a difficult episode. <laughs> oh my God, let me get some coffee here. All right, finding yourself. 
I'm trying to think of a different, I'm trying to think of a synonym for that. I think one of the best possible things that I did to actually start to discover who I was as a man was embrace silence and solitude. Now you guys know that I actually have been living alone for, I want to say like two and a half years now. And I'm not talking about just, you know, there's, I have a roommate or whatever, who's in here every once in a while. No, I'm talking about like straight up alone in a two bed, one bath house, which, uh, wasn't really my plan when I moved into this house. Okay. So it was originally my long-term girlfriend and I, we moved in together to this house. We ended up breaking up about six months in, and then I was left with the difficult choice of, do I move out? And then like, let's say move back. And this was years ago. This is probably closer to like three years ago, move out and then move back in with my parents, which was financially a great idea, right? Because then I can live with my parents, save up money, for, you know, four, five, six months, you know, save up maybe 10, 15, 20 grand and then move out into another place. Or do I stick it out and force myself to grow in this house? Okay. So those were the things that I had to consider. Obviously I made the conscious choice to stay in this house, stick it up, stick it out and, um, live alone. It was the first time that I've ever lived alone in my entire life, really. I've had roommates my entire life. You know, when I was a kid, I obviously lived with my parents, my family, brother, and sister. Then I got into the army, lived in the barracks, had a roommate sleeping three feet away from me. Um, then I moved out into a little house while I was a private with two other privates. You know, so I always had roommates. So this was the first time that I was ever genuinely alone at age 24 to 25, which is strange, you know. Um, but I was alone and I, you, your mind changes when it is forced into silence. I remember, I noticed that a lot of people who are mentally, I don't want to say mentally disturbed, but distressed or anxious or nervous about themselves, or if they lack confidence or they don't want to hear their own thoughts, they often have the loudest music always constantly playing. They always have to be listening to something. They always have to be distracted by something. Um, that that's how I was. And I always had to have some, now, now I have something always playing cause I like listening to my books, but it used to be because I didn't want to hear my own thoughts and, and my ridicule and my, you know, me whipping myself in my own head and you know, the anxieties that I had and the stresses and the self-deprecation and all this, all these, all those thoughts that you have as a young man and the depression and whatever you want to call it, uh, you drown that out with noise, really loud noise, but what I'm trying to say is one of the best ways that you can start finding yourself is to introduce yourself to silence and solitude. Now, I'm not saying that what you have to do is just kick your girlfriend out of the house and live alone for the next two years. It doesn't have to be that extreme. It was extreme, you know, for me that way because of circumstance, but it doesn't have to be like that. So if you are a young man or a young person or just any person in general who you're on this, this quest to find the golden ball, right? That's in reference to the Iron John mythology, Iron Hans. If you're on a quest to find your inner holy grail or, you know, find inner peace, whatever, whatever religious motif you want to use, one of the best things that you could do is just slowly start introducing yourself to solitude. So obviously one of the best things that I could recommend for this is, uh, hiking or camping, or maybe you do want to live alone for a little bit. Maybe you have the opportunity to move out, live alone, whatever it is, or, but it doesn't have to be just, you know, cut all ties, burn all bridges and just, you know, go live in a cabin. You know, what's so funny. I'm going to go on a little tangent. 
but I thought of this the other day. I thought of these these young dudes who go up into these mountains and they live in uh, a cabin, right? And they don't, they just, they're just completely alone. I'm like, that, I used to look at that and I used to think that was, that was a good idea. I used to think that was cool. And I used to want to do that. And there's a certain part of me that still does, but as an older man. So I, I have these uh, Instagram people and I don't blame them for doing this, you know, but I have these friends, not friends, but these people I follow on Instagram who are like 20 years old and they just refuse to play the game of life at when you're young, you're supposed to be out into the world interacting with it. You know, you're supposed to be playing the political power game. You're supposed to be making moves, making friends, influencing certain areas, um, you know, doing this and doing that. And I look at these dudes who kind of just like run away up in the mountains. I'm like, mm, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that anymore. That's definitely something for when I'm older, you know, and then I have like a little cabin for the winter and stuff like that. And I can kind of get away from the wife and kids with. But anyways, I digress. Yes. Solitude and silence. The two S's. I feel like that's really going to help you in your self-development. But you have to ask yourself, OK, what is the whole purpose of that? You're, or are you just going to sit in silence and that's it? And just, man, I'm, I'm discovering myself because it's quiet. No. What happens is that it allows you for proper times of introspection okay introspection is an essential masculine trait in my opinion to be able to observe yourself how you think to be able to capture these thoughts and analyze them before you even speak it out loud or maybe before they even come to the forefront you know back i would say before i had this uh, epiphany right this ultimate control over my mind which i feel like i do have to a certain extent now really truly you know, this probably this is probably because of the development of my frontal lobe cortex or whatever it is. A certain part of my brain has fully developed to the point where I'm not torturing myself 24-7. Okay. This usually happens for men between the ages of 25 and 27. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> it happened to me. But what used to happen is that I used to have these thoughts that used to come to the front of my head or the top of my head or whatever you want to call it. And they used to torture me and I used to take them as truth. I used to have these horrible thoughts about, oh, you're a piece of shit, you know, blah, 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 these normal torturous thoughts that a lot of older men forget that younger men actually have. You know, it's just natural. You don't you have the world's most powerful super machine in the your freaking dome. And you have to learn how to control it. And to learn how to control it takes years upon years upon years of development, of self-reflection and harnessing and properly controlling that energy that's within your dome. OK, so it's you're not going to wake up, you know, at age seven and have full control over it, and not have any doubts or, you know, confidence issues or anything. like that. It takes time. It takes control. You know what I mean? And um, uh, where was I going with that? But uh, silence solitude and introspection will help you kind of start to slowly discover who you are but it takes time you have to analyze your thoughts you have to analyze your emotions and with solitude what do you think you're going to do with solitude you're going to read this is one of the most important parts about finding yourself that i think is vastly underlooked reading and I know a lot of you guys who are listening to this, you don't like the idea of reading. Maybe you've never read a book in your life. Maybe you only read about one book a year. I'm going to blow your mind. You don't have to read. You can listen. You can listen to YouTube videos. You know, there's a lot of great YouTubers out there who do great jobs at helping young men or young people find themselves, explore new ideas, you know, documentary, historical documentaries, audible audiobooks, right? Self-help books are literally read to you nowadays. Or if you want the tangible experience of reading, go to Barnes and Noble, pick up a book and spend, you know, who, who cares how long it takes to finish the book? 
weeks, months, maybe even a year. Just start reading, start learning. I noticed that one of the best ways that I started to really discover myself is through, uh, excuse me, literature. Okay. So to give you guys that little story um, that I think I've told before, but maybe not in this amount of detail, is that um, about three and a half, four years ago, okay, I was living at my parents' house. I was super depressed. I was super nihilistic. I was having a, you know, kind of like a revelation or an epiphany that I was going to die. It was like my third one. <laughs> you know, I told you guys how the first one that I had when I was like six or five or six years old, my librarian died. And my mom had to explain death to me. You know, that was blowing, that, that blew my mind. But then, you know, I had another one when I was 18 and then another one when I was about 24. 324 and I was living with my parents again and I had no interest in reading you know I used to read a lot in middle school and that was it didn't read in high school at all I had zero interest in reading as a essential adult but this book stood out to me and it was called Iron John and I was looking for something to listen to because I know I wanted to get back into reading or listening to books and this book popped out to me called Iron John. It was on Amazon. It had so it had so few reviews. It was like 130 reviews. The re reviews weren't even that good. You know, it was like a three and a half out of five stars. So it wasn't anything super impressive, but I decided to go visit my brother because I just needed to get away and like, you know, hopefully go have a good experience up in the Redwood Forest because he lived in Humboldt and hopefully maybe discover myself, quote, discover myself or like relieve myself of this uh, nihilistic mindset that I've been in and it's a 12 hour drive. The book Iron John is 12 hours long. I listened to Iron John every minute of every single way without breaking. And I can tell you, I was a different person from the moment that I left my house to the moment I got to my brother's house on that first drive there. Not even the way back. The way back, I listened to 12 Rules for Life, which is another great book by Jordan Peterson. This one's Robert Bly, Iron John. But I can tell you that my psychology I felt it. My psyche was rewired like that. Boom. That's the power of reading. That's the power of learning. That's the power of knowledge. On the way there, 12 hours, Iron John, mythology, totally broke it down. Iron Hans, Iron John, whatever you want to call it, about this young man who discovers that he has this essential superpower to find peace within him and within his kingdom. It's the kingdom. It's the king and the kingdom. It's a typical mythology. Okay. And then there's this golden ball which is a symbolic representation of inner peace and strength. And our character, the, the young man, the young prince, has to go through certain trials and he has to suffer, suffer a certain amount of misdeeds or an unluckiness, quote, unluckiness, in order to slowly discover himself. This is the power of reading. More so, this is the power of mythology. Okay, that leads me to my next point. A lot of people don't understand that suffering and, you know, uh, having issues or obstacles or pain or injuries or wounds or whatever you want to call it, those are all potential steps to lead you to find yourself. Okay, it forces you to analyze what's going on around you. It forces you, forces you to look at yourself from a different perspective. It forces you to maybe have a different view on the world. Suffering is manhood. A lot of people don't understand that the more you suffer, if you so choose, you will find yourself more quickly. Okay, like I said, you're going to change. Right. Just don't just purposefully cut off your hand, you know, for the sake of suffering and hope that you find yourself. 
But I've noticed that men are very quickly to find themselves after they, so let's say for example, break up with a girlfriend that they've been with for many, many years. And all of a sudden they're like, whoa, what the heck happened? I thought I was doing good. Then they're forced to analyze themselves. So for those of you guys who are in this point of your life where you're, you don't really know who you are, you don't really know who you are as a man, as a person or whatever, and you're in a bad place of suffering or nihilism or depression, just know that that is usually gold for you. That is usually when you have to be doing the most, when you have to be taking the most steps forward, if not that, reading, learning, all that stuff like that. Only in hindsight will you realize that this point of depression or suffering that you're currently in, maybe your mom or dad just died, maybe family member, kid, you know, maybe you're super poor, whatever it is, this is where your money's going to be made. This is when the gods test you and they say, is this man or is this woman worthy of the breath within his lungs? It's nature's way of curing the weak. I mean, like raising, eliminating the weak. You know, so you have these weak individuals who are put through these trials and these tests and they are unable to cope and they're essentially done biologically. Boop. Nature will test you. Suffering will test you. This is one of the things that I always think about is this quote. I don't remember where it came from, but it's basically suffering is manhood. You guys have to realize this is so funny. This is one of the things that I always struggled with. Suffering is life. Life is nothing, nothing but suffering. Now, now don't get so caught up in that immediate term. Suffering is life. That doesn't mean you're going to suffer throughout the rest of your life. Every single day, there are going to be profound moments of happiness and ecstasy and lust and pleasure and fulfillment and all this stuff like that. However, the sooner that you accept that life is ultimately suffering, life is ultimately a test, you can therefore take the appropriate steps to move forward. It's a strange paradox that I've never really understood until recently, but I'm all guys, you know, I, I give this perception on Instagram that I'm like always making the next move and I'm always accomplishing this and that I'm always doing that. And, you know, to a certain extent these days I am because I've made the conscious choice to do that. However, nobody really sees the suffering that was induced upon me in order to get me to this point to where I am right now. If I never went through the lowest periods of my life three to four or five years ago, I would not be the man that I am today without a doubt. Suffering has a way of forging you. When a sword is created, it's not created with <laughs> sugar and hugs and loves and kisses. When metal is forged, it's forged through heat and hammers. Think about that. Okay. Suffering is manhood. Another thing, another thing that I used to help find myself. When you are on your path to finding yourself, you're essentially asking, how do I define myself? It's my personal opinion and it's my personal philosophy that man is defined by enemies, opponents, something that he can compare himself to. And I've talked about this in my previous episode, but nothing, nothing defines a man more than his enemies. In fact, you can even easily say that a man is only defined by his enemies juxtapose when he's completely compare and contrast to that opponent, whatever it is. I don't care if it's a person. I don't care if it's an idea, a group. I don't care if it's a leader of the group. I don't care if it's your own personal weaknesses, but you have to find your enemy. 
You have to find your opponent because when you have an enemy, you are forced to reevaluate yourself and you're forced to sharpen yourself like steel. A man without enemies, what is he? He's nothing. You look at the greatest heroes that have ever existed. Like, so for example, uh, Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt always had an opponent. He always had an enemy at one point in time. With that idea of an enemy, he was always one step ahead of them. He was always forced to progress. He was always forced to move forward because he had an opponent. When you don't have an opponent, when you don't have an enemy, you get sleepy. You get tired, you get comfortable, you get lethargic, apathetic. You just want to sleep all day. You just want to do shit. You just, I just want to play video games all day. But when you have an enemy, when you have a real true enemy, and, and mind you, when I say enemy, I don't mean necessarily physical. I don't mean just go find a random person on the street and be like, you're my enemy now. I mean an enemy, your inner weaknesses. So for example, my enemy my internal metaphysical enemy, whatever you want to call it, is my weakness, right? I have weaknesses. I'm a human. I know that my weakness is, let's say, video games. You know, I've talked about video game addiction in the past. My weakness is laziness. I've talked about falling into lazy spells before. That is my enemy. I am at constant war with myself. I am waging war on weakness every single day that I exist. I will wage war on weakness from this day to my literal goddamn last day. I have established an enemy. And that enemy is my weakness. As a man, you have to find your enemy today. What is it? Look in the mirror if you have to. If you don't have any external enemies, let's say you're not in like a combative sport and your enemy is that opponent on the other side of the mat during competition. Right? If it's nothing physical, let's say... Your enemy is some type of weakness that you have. Maybe your weakness, and maybe your enemy is your poor physique. Maybe it's that belly fat around your belly, which, by the way, does not help you in building testosterone. Don't forget that. Go back and listen to my episode called Enemies. Okay, it's like 20 episodes back. I did it. It was about... Uh, Cortez, the Spaniard conquistador, and how he, uh, you know what, listen to, listen to that episode if you haven't already, listen to enemies and listen to burn the boats, okay, listen to burn the boats, enemies and burn the boats, that's the two that you guys need to listen to, it's a really, really good, I, it's one of my, two, mo two of my most popular episodes, but it's so funny because, you know, the modern world, when I tell them that you are most defined by your enemies, they are, they're like, oh, no, well, I can't have enemies. I got to be friends with everybody. No, fuck that. <laughs> no, you don't need to be friends with everybody. You don't need to make everybody happy. You don't need to please everybody. You need to please and make the people happy that are closest to you and around you. But don't go around people pleasing and being the nice guy and always wanting to make everyone happy and blah, blah, blah. I have noticed that when I started to develop truly into my true self, people did not like that. You know what I mean? I, I posted the other day and I said uh, on Twitter and somebody's told me that I changed. You ch you've changed, Forrest. You've changed. Yeah, that's the point. Aren't we supposed to do that? Aren't we supposed to change? Aren't we supposed to become a different person? Aren't we supposed to develop? Right? I'm not saying I'm running around being an asshole to everybody, but I'm saying, that, yeah, I have changed. I am nowhere near what I was three years ago. I don't even recognize that man anymore. He's gone. I killed him. Buried him. We change. Men change. I'll leave it with this. 
you have to understand that as a man, you must become. You must forge yourself in fire. Nobody's going to do it for you. Nobody's going to come and save you. Nobody's going to come and help you. Nobody's going to come and hold your hand. The choice lies with you right now, today. That's it. God, I hate this dog. Can you guys hear that? <laughs> this is why I had to deal with every single day. I had this small dog that lives right across the street from me and the neighbors never stop her from barking. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I want to actually leave you guys with. I don't think so. I think that's about it. You know, but the thing is, is that the only way you're going to find yourself is by taking action, right? I, I, I wish that I can, you know, make this episode sunshine and rainbows for you guys and tell you that, you know, in order to find yourself, just sit there and do nothing and blah, blah, blah. But the truth is, is that you're only going to find yourself if you experiment, if you do as many things as possible, if you have different experiences in life. And you know what? I'll, you know, I'll leave it with this. All right. This, this dog is driving me crazy. I'll leave it with this guys. You know how you're always told that you need to find your passion in life? Oh, just find your passion. You just find you, just find happiness. No, screw that. <laughs> you don't need to find your, quote, passion, okay? You know, it, it's cool if you are passionate about something, but I think what is most important to man is finding something that brings you meaning, okay? That brings you purpose, that helps others. I've noticed that man is most happy, most fulfilled when it involves helping those around him, whether it's students, whether it's kids, your kids, whatever it is, but find what brings you meaning, find what brings you purpose. Don't find your passion. People find passion in video games. People find passion in their Twinkies and in their pancakes and in their chocolate. I find passion every time I bite into a Snickers bar, okay? Don't necessarily just seek passion and happiness. I feel like those are false gods. Seek out discipline, seek out fulfillment and purpose. Whatever that is, it's gonna take time. You're not gonna find it overnight. It's gonna take years, years, guys. All right, that summarizes this episode. Don't forget to check me out on Patreon, Forrest Money and Patreon. Uh, if you guys are new to this podcast, which I know that there are some, go to Instagram and just search Munden underscore Forrest, F-O-R-R-E-S-T. Real quick, guys, I actually don't normally do this, but I felt like it was important for this episode. Um, I just paused it, went to the bathroom, and realized that there was something else that I had to say. Two more things, actually. One, um, don't think that in order to find, this is more so for the men, don't think that in order to find yourself, um, don't think you're going to find that in a woman, okay? Because I remember being in that mindset of thinking that I don't know who I am as a man, really, but if I got into a relationship, then I'll find myself. No, that's not how that works. Now, you know, women compliment they should compliment you in a relationship and help inspire and motivate you however the thing is is like you, you you what you have to understand is that as a man you should be pursuing excellence not women because what's going to happen is let's say you you pursue you pursue women first rather than excellence meaning excellence as in you know getting a better physique getting in shape making more money you know, getting that job, you know, blah, 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 excellence. I don't need to describe excellence for you guys. But if you go straight to just, oh, I need to find a woman first, you're going to have problems. 
you're going to have serious problems, which I talk about in my Patreon about maintaining frame, about, you know, um, knowing who you are, about providing value, about, you know, having a certain level of self-confidence. So what I'm saying is that don't think that you are going to find yourself as a man in a woman. Like I said, you discovering who you are is going to take place within you first and foremost before anywhere else. Okay. So if this sounds like it's kind of out of context, if it's not making any sense, you need to go to my Patreon, right? It's a dollar a month, guys. Come on. If you're not subscribed to that at that point, something's wrong. I post episodes every single day, but don't think that you're going to find yourself in another woman, but go to my Patreon. Listen to that. Secondly, don't think that you're going to find yourself by putting on a backpack and traveling around Europe. Okay, there's this common misconception in a lot of young men and a lot of young women that, oh, I need to find myself. So I'm, I'm going to go and put on a backpack and travel around Europe. No, you're not going to find yourself. What's going to happen is that you're going to realize that everything that you ever needed is between your head, you know, is between your ears. Everything that you ever needed, every problem that you needed solved on the inside of your head is between your ears. It's not going to be found in Germany. It's not going to be found in Sweden. It's not going to be found in Cancun. It's not going to be found in Taiwan. You're not going to find yourself overseas. You're not going to find yourself with a backpack on your back. You're not going to find yourself walking through Europe, whatever it is that you plan on doing. Okay. Yeah, sure. It's fun. You know, it's a nice little adventure. You have cute and fun stories. I've did it. I've done it. I, I remember thinking that one of the best ways that I'm going to find myself is only if I travel and have new experiences abroad or whatever it is. No, not going to happen. So don't think, you know, this is another thing too, is that the modern world wants to tell you, oh, you see, drop everything and go on a solo trip around Australia. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> guys, I'm telling you it's fun, but don't think that you're going to find yourself with a backpack on your back and you're up. Okay. All right. That's all I wanted to say. Have a good one. <laughs>